0: Four, three, two, one, and pitch.
1: Since it's the day after Shatner Day, the radio crew decided to celebrate in style by renting a classic Peres Court Merlin and heading into the void so we can make hot news and outside broadcast. An old ship like this takes a lot more crew to fly it, so everyone is kept busy at one bridge station or another. <laughs> Except for me. I'm sitting in a chair in the middle of everything, but got nothing to do. I mean, people keep bringing me clipboards to sign. I rearrange the little plastic square things into the slots in my armchair and look around. Everything seems to be in order, so I give the command. Punch it, Sulu. I mean, Juan. uh, 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 Computer! Computer!
2: You uh, have to press the button there.
1: (laughs) How quaint. Our mics are live. Captain's log, these are the voyages of the Starship um, uh, Thursday rental budget special. Our science officer is Wilma Fingerdo.
3: It is logical that you should come to me first. In engineering, we have life, but not as we know it. Mia Harkness.
4: Ach, I'm giving her all she's got, Captain. Races bastards. Speaking of bastards at the helm, we have one care. Up your shaft.
5: If it has wings, I can fly it. This does have wings, doesn't it? On weapons, it's normal knockers.
2: Put the vapier away or I'll take it away. Your name's not Sulu, you know. Now, find me something to kill. Today is a good day to die, as long as it's not me.
1: <laughs> and I'm Captain Balzac. Rudolf Hucker is on communications but has accidentally muted himself. He's really getting to the role too. I mean, the earrings are lovely, but... Did you have to squeeze yourself into the red dress? Stop the Sharon Stone routine. I realise you're behind me, but I know when you do it because I can hear the rustling. Let's move on, shall we? Here are this week's headlines.
3: I'm sorry, but it's true. Size is important.
1: Nice little earner.
5: Good boy want a biscuit.
6: Is you want a biscuit? Yes you do.
1: (laughs) Out of breath, Shatner pants. Don't be a gentleman sausage even if your pictures are out of sequence.
2: No go with your faragol. Freddie Star
5: ate my hauler!
2: All together now, that's the community!
3: First this evening, we're talking units. Big ones, small ones, some the size of three. In a galaxy where we can measure everything from the microscopic to the galactic in scale, from a lightweight sidewinder to a full fat belly type nine, units are important. For millennia, humanity has adhered to a standard, the kilogram, the kilometer, the second. Sometimes we deviate to strange measurements like uh, the stone, or the mile, or the groat and the dime there is however an ancient and universal custom of measuring things in terms of other things heights were measured in double-decker buses areas in football pitches confusing as the area of the football pitch varied depending on whether one played association football or the kind with body armor and regular bathroom breaks weights always in hippos Hutton always striving to be unique, and in celebration of the new Colonia Bridge, more on this later, have proposed a new measuring scale for the 3300s, the SH unit, or Standard Hutton. Proposals include measuring short distances in assisted jumps, medium ones in fleet carriers, and of course the longest distance in Huttons. Though, as with the Castle Run, One Hutton is approximately one hour, 22 minutes in length, regardless of your speed. It's used to be pegged to 0.22 of a light year. But as the measurement changed depending on the orbit of Eden, we standardized on the time taken instead. As for mass. Well, given that the mass of small things like plasma rifles, grenades, engineer materials and of course scavenged items is now absolutely irrelevant as you can carry as much as you like, we now measure it in Sidewinders. Less than one Sidewinder is considered so small as to be irrelevant. But it's 35 Sidewinders to one Type 9. For galactic scale, once again, there's no point actually putting a number on things, so truckers just mark everything heavier than a Type 9 with sodding heavy and leave it at that. Apart from Dr. Madelung, who has a special button on his calculator that puts an E in the middle of numbers and can count to 21 without taking his clothes off. And then there's volume. Volume is now measured in tons standardized by the Pilots' Federation when they decided that cargo capacities of ships should be measured in identically sized units of one ton mass. One ton of feathers compressed into the same space as a one ton of lead. After all, when approaching a high-gravity world, how big you are doesn't matter one jot, especially as we can only fly through uh, tenuous atmospheres. Confused? Well. If for centuries the night shift managed to use the old imperial system, the British, who used to have an empire, crossbred their old imperial system with the metric, and the Germans had a set of caliper gauges and were perfectly precise, and we still got to the moon and back without bumping into something, then the new standard Hutton measurement system should be a breeze.
1: There is, apparently, an unexpected result of the Colonia Bridge Project CG, which is offering fleet carriers with a substantial reduction. Now, of course, we've seen things like this in the past where ships are sold at a discount, but as always, when you come to sell them, you only get back what it costs you, not the standard value. So where's the benefit? Well, if you were buying a hauler or an Imperial Eagle, not a lot, but with the astronomical cost for fleet carrier, a 30% discount means you can have fifteen hundred million credits in your pocket and you can't off-buy a lot of mugs for that kind of wedge. 'er Ne'er-do-wells have been quick to cash in on this bonanza and are preying on the gullible. Authorities have warned us to be on the lookout for someone called Daly, who is apparently offering a dodgy deal where he takes your old fleet carrier in for some upgrades. Whereupon upon, he sells it and gets a full refund, then schleps over to McDonald's settlement in the Alcor system and buys one with a 30% discount. Scuffs it up a bit. Claims that he's just had a respray and that if anyone asks, you've no idea how the registration number changed.
5: The galaxy has given up one of its treasures this week, and our glorious leader, he of the sad eyes, droopy ears and the bottomless stomach, has decided, as ever, that he's not going to miss out. Alvis' intention has been caught by the asteroid Cleopatra. Now, Cleopatra has been known about since 1880, but what we didn't know is what shape it was. After extensive research by the University of Nothing Better to Do, Cleopatra has been extensively scanned and images show two lobes joined by a thick neck. And when I say two lobes and a thick neck, I mean the asteroid, not Fantia. Upon hearing the news, Lord Alvin, catcher of Drop food and sniffer of bums, immediately sprang into action in the way that only a Cocker Spaniel can and has ordered the immediate dispatch of an intrepid recovery team to pop across to Seoul and claim the Bonio asteroid for Hutton. When I say bony, I mean the dog biscuit and not the mass murdering Irish bastard from Old Earth who used to kill people on the other side of the world by clicking his fingers. A crack team is setting off from Hutton as we speak. That is to say, two people have been sent and I can see one of their arse cracks as they load beer into the back of their hauler our swashbuckling heroes Augusto the Clown and that guy who hangs around the parade shouting abuse at imaginary pigeons. And they're only going because it camps towards their community service orders. We expect big things for the expedition, but mainly we expect either a kin-huge lump of rock that looks a bit like a dog bone to appear at Hutton, or a small explosion and an insurance bill for a hauler Or, most likely an invasion fleet from the EDF because we had the barefaced temerity to set foot in the soul system. Or maybe, just maybe, this can be our foothold in the cradle of humanity and we can join the big table of politics. I really wish we'd sent someone more competent than a psychotic, an alcoholic clown and a madman with cabbage aroma syndrome and a vendetta against pigeons. Fingers crossed, everyone.
1: Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Drive Assist, the only motoring news article with a wheel at each corner and two in the middle, just for good luck. I'm Jeremy Smug-Basterson. Oh, cock, I'm Juan May. And I'm not reading that line.
4: What's wrong with it? Why do I have to be the hamster? That's sizes, that's what that is. Well, I can't be the hamster... Hamsters? What's wrong with hamsters? Nothing, nothing. It's just not fair. I'm always the hamster.
2: That's wrong, why?
4: Well, they're wee.
2: And adorable.
4: Well, if you put it like that, I definitely don't want to be the hamster. I mean, I'm mean and tough. I want to be named after something scary with big teeth.
3: How about the honey badger? You could be the honey badger.
4: No, that makes me sound like a Bond girl wafting about in a skimpies.
3: Okay. Well, what about a beaver? They're they're like giant hamsters.
4: Okay, okay, look, I'll be the hamster, but I'm not happy about it. And
1: you are not putting me in a big wheel. Don't, Don't worry about that. We're sending you to space. And on that bombshell, it's on with the news article. This week we have exclusive news on the new
5: model from Vodal. I'll be wafting around in a classic Cobra Mark II. And apparently, I'm being strapped to a firework and launched across the scenery. Vodel started in the 3100s making little yellow carts that trundle around the inside of Coriolis stations. You can have any colour you
1: like, as long as it's yellow. But fast forward a few centuries, and the great great-great-great-grandson of JC Bamston, founder of Vodal, decided to branch out and build something with more power. The Scarab was born,
5: the unholy crossbreed of a forklift truck, Charles Polalong toy and a winning Parry-Dakar off-road vehicle, the Scarab with its tubular steel chassis, six-wheel drive, corner-mounted thrusters and two-ton towing capacity fast became the vehicle of choice for any explorer.
1: Oh, and don't forget the dual repeaters. Originally available in LXGX, eco-friendly OMG and Turbo WTF models with a variety of trim levels, pilots could choose a velour carpet, thick shag, or even 3D printed fake walnut dash, plus string lights and bobbleheads. heads. But now they've unleashed a new beast.
4: The Scarab GTI got a bigger gun than you do. They've sacrificed the cargo space the little cup holder and those pointless isofix points that no one ever uses and stuck a second seat on top. Yes, the scarab has gone too
1: up. We can't show you any pictures yet as the Vodal executives will have my balls in a vice. But what we can tell you is that having a friend straddle your big cannon and give it the full moo whilst you're burying the throttle is an experience like no other. And now, back over to Juan. I've ordered mine in
5: British Racing Green, and my dash is real walnut.
1: Thank you, Juan. And now it's time for the hamster. Are you well strapped in? Uh, I thought you were joking about the fireworks. Why do you think we put that crash helmet on you? Say hi to Jupiter.
6: Woof. Ah!
2: Oh, cock. You can't do that to the hamster. That's cruel.
1: He'll be fine. New feature. Star round a reasonably priced near star. Now, where's my burger? And somebody get me the producer. I feel they need to get cancelled by slapping him round the chops.
5: Dear God, hamster, give it a dab of oppo, will you? Your arse is hanging out and
6: you're leaving skin marks.
4: This week marks the 1,285th anniversary of an important day in the history of space travel. The first time that a fictional character actually made it into space and back safely. Yes, Captain James Tiberius Kirk of the Starship Enterprise, also known as Wild Bill Shatner, was struck to a big
1: firework. And Hang on, this is sounding a little bit too familiar. Totally different. Your firework has Made in China written on the side of it. Kids said uh, Sorry you weren't in Handwritten on it Oh uh, That's okay then Anyway Shatner His One hundred year mission To
4: Split infinitives To Boldly pause Where No man Paused before To seek out New songs To give The spoken words Treatment And to tweet Like no one Has ever tweeted Before Made it up and down again And was moved to tears. In celebration in the year 2291, said to be the year in which the fictional Kirk was in space, the Church of the Greater Spock, a rather obscure sect of the Trekkie religion, commissioned and launched a memorial designed to orbit Earth for the next 10,000 years. Due to a mix-up in the projection department over in the private holy cinema room, it appears that a Kubrick classic was spliced with the original Star Trek series footage from the real space launch and a rather blue movie from the Abbott's private collection. The resulting memorial of Captain Kirk, complete with his steps in one hand, riding a giant space phallus with a smile painted on the side, has been orbiting Earth for the last few hundred years, propelled by a long-life ion engine and causing the kind of shipping hazard that keeps at least a fat man's megadom's worth of orbit clear of the debris there permanently at some point, its orbit will either decay to the point that news outlets somewhere on the planet will have to report that a giant penis has destroyed four city blocks, or it will fly off into space and come yet another bizarre conversation opener with another spacefaring race when they encounter it and decide the space oddity disc hidden inside.
2: Someone stole the Hutton radio transmitter last week. We don't know how long we'd been off the air, because the only person to complain was Commander Lenin, and he complains about everything, so we didn't pay much attention to the report. Now if the dastardly Don had still been in the vicinity, we'd have suspected a camera or a pirate raid, but since he's off licking his wounds, we had to search elsewhere for a culprit. Had Ventura had just had taken it home to paint the casing a new jaunty colour? Nope. Had Psycho Cow forgotten to feed an electricity meter? Nope. Had a music lover stolen our radio in an attempt to raise the overall tone of the internet? Or oh, was it possible, but not in this case? Having spent several days searching all over the orbital, someone finally had the brains to ask, how do you know it's gone? Only to hear, because it's not working, Okay, But have you actually looked? Um, we sent the tech monkey down into the cellar, past the webs that are spun, not by spiders, but by the source of things that might grow in leathery eggs. Down, down, past row upon row of dusty bottles, marked settles, emergency rations, and... Real emergency rations, passing the filing cabinets full of complaints sent into the radio show, all unopened, on, on, right near the outer hall where it's cold enough for simians constructed of copper and zinc alloy to be nervous, until he came to the radio server room, performed the mystic B.O.F.H. ritual for opening the door and performed the real tech monkey magic which he called Booting It in the Bowls, whereupon the sleeping dragon was awaken, and once more the dubious music choices of a handful of deranged truckers could once more be beamed out into the net of the ether.
5: You know, it's odd. There are all kinds of strife and situations affecting the Hutton BDS during the week, but come Thursday, everything settles down and the master control threat board here in the Hutton Situation Room is all blue. No adverse states, no threats and no... Damn, no loo roll again. There was a moment in the middle of this week where we had no systems below
1: 40%, not one.
5: But that old reliable basket case, Barnard Star, has just slipped back to 38. A conflict, tying up 20% of the system's influence, will resolve itself later in the week so Hutton should see a bit of a bounce from the pair. As planned, Hutton secretly allowed Ten Fleet to win their war to go into second slot, which lays the ground for them to step into our secret trap, a plan so cunning you could pin a tail on it and call it a weasel. <laughs> Ah, ah, ah. Uh, uh, sorry, but I spontaneously do that every time I touch my tash. Earlier in the week, PSPF-LF2 had what could be best described as a bit of a wobble, but recovered almost 10 points to settle on a semi-respectable 43. Pirates chanced their arm in Loyton 145-141 earlier in the week, but were last seen walking the plank in the direction of the wooden arm emporium in Gamma for Natchez. At the top end of the systems league we have five systems above 60%, but none over 70. The last expansion from VMS into LHS 1050 is resolving itself into a welcome 1-0 defeat for Hutton. A win is a win, folks. Talk about leaving with a minimum of f***s. Meanwhile, the grand-picked-on patriarch of Colonia, arch-victim Henke himself hasn't sent any notes this week, so hang on, talk amongst yourselves. Where is Colonia, anyway? Our priorities this week are if you want to truck something, boost Hutton influence in Barnard's star. If you want to shoot something, have you tried clay pigeons? They don't eat much, they're quiet, none of that silly queuing, and they're much cleaner.
2: can't spell community without unity, unless you're the apology officer. Personally, I think she takes fingers crossed far too literally when typing. And we're right behind commanders who organise events for everyone to enjoy, so here's this week's update on the ones that we know about. As usual, links will be posted in the Twitch chat and also in the description of the YouTube upload. It's been quiet aboard the Fleet Carrier consul, paused in its journey along the 124 waypoints of the Canon Challenge, so Commander Mephisto must have been catching up with his sleep.
6: Not much happened on the Campy Cannon cruise this week, except maiming asteroids. I'm sure that should say mining, but hey, I'm just to read read the shiz they write. In 12 days, Konsu's passengers mine close to 12,000 tonnes of tritium, with Commander G-Man 14 excelling again by delivering the bulk of it. On Tuesday, the goal to fully refuel the fleet carrier was finally reached and the journey resumed. After covering over 22,000 light years in two days, two days the crews will arrive at waypoint 82 around the time of this radio show broadcast and sightseeing can commence again!
2: The Wild Wild West expedition is definitely going in the right direction, and just before they embark on the loneliest part, Commander Analog Kid has sent us an update that we hope is not their farewell message, but out there in the unknown, who can tell? Having now reached as far west as we'd originally planned, as far as any of us thought we'd initially go, we are about to make our mark into new territory with the new Great Expanse still to explore and the mysteries of the voyage to uncover. Although nearly halfway through our journey, time is still on our side. Our next step, major stop will bring us alongside the DSSA Hope Dempsey to our westernmost point. The point of the journey is not to arrive. Expedition All Clouds in the Sky has had a close shave this week, probably lulled into a false sense of security by the easy run they had the week before. Commander Deluvian would like to explain how it all happened. I woke up one day and
3: I heard a heavy breathing sound coming from my living room. My mind was still half asleep, but I realised that this was a sound of the life support. Let it blow, I'm not getting up, I thought. Slowly adjusting to sunlight, I realised that I must have left my vessel in the mining spot. Wait, there must be some tritium on board. I jumped and managed to synthesise oxygen just a few minutes before the inevitable. 120 tonnes. Not much, but precious as every ton we brought to the mothership. No problem. I will engage my secondary character, Commander Ellen Star, and get it all squared away. A few minutes later I came to the realization that Ellen Star is floating in space in some random system in the bubble. How this happened? I had no idea. I knew I would not make more jokes about Commander Kalidas Acornia being left behind. Eventually, Commander Dracomenda gained a refueled deluvian badge of honor and all went back to normal. On Tuesday, 12th of October 3307, the crew of the LHL-31Z Zodiac carrier finished mining and almost filled up the entire cargo hold with precious tritium. At around 2030 ZST, FSD spool was initiated and the carrier started its journey towards the next waypoint, 3 Geminorum, 41 long jumps to go. 31 days of the expedition as of today, we are moving
2: again. But this is still a long way to go. Commander Infernal Booth is keeping us up to date with the crossing and recrossing of the galaxy by his expedition. And even though it's achieved nearly all of its goals, it seems that it's still attractive to newcomers, as he relates in this note. The Dread Galactic 7 Navigation Inferno Expedition has been underway for almost four weeks now and has already visited two of the planned galactic extremes. On the westernmost system in the galaxy remains, thanks to even Gebel, we have travelled over 150,000 light-years on our galactic septum navigation and visited 300 systems and 23 points of interest. An absolutely astounding 9.5 billion in exploration data has been sold to Dayscan will soon be over the Expedition Carrier since we departed. During the last week we had an extended Star our party at Beagle Point, Addition's Reach, where we had another celebratory group in the mass jump, as well as ship and SLF races. The ship races were both unlimited as
4: oh I can keep this up. As well as stock sidewinder to keep things interesting. We also had team events where 32 tons of hut and mugs were dumped on the surface and two teams competed to see which could gather the most while protecting their pile of collected mugs. We also met Commander Crotch Roaches, the carrier there, which provided another opportunity to purchase ships and modules and joined him for a memorial service for his firefighter cousin who sadly passed away in June. He was able to rescue Commander Binsand, who docked the wrong carrier prior to departure with very low jumping ship. After transferring to his exploration ship, Commander Binsand flew over 17,000 light years to rejoin the expedition. The expedition was also able to rescue Commander Gregorio Cortez's carrier, the CIFC slash Sostratus at the 3 T-H-E-U-C-H-B-R-A-H-E Nebula this week. the they do that, Nebula? So Stratos was suffering from extreme internal damage through explosions and fires due to a malfunctioning FSD. The crew and all remaining cargo were successfully evacuated to the expedition carrier uh, thanks to the swift actions of the crew. Although the expedition only has approximately a week and 70,000 light years to go before arriving at Colonia. Commanders are still joining us. A number of commanders joined us at Beagle Point, and Comath- Commander Darth Calabric is jumping almost 60,000 light years to join us from the bubble. All are welcome for our final week.
2: And that's this week's summary of community led events. If you want yours to be featured, just email itookpart at huttonorbital.com and we'll get in touch.
1: And that was the news. Stay tuned for chat. And then we'll have brand new Gowdett News Digest, Flossie's Roundup of the CG News, Hutton Sports Report, and of course, this week's adventure in Amelia Hawkland. Disney was never like this. But first... Mikes alive well alive all the way through.
3: Hmm. So Amelia Hawkland.
1: Yes. Wasn't yes. Yes. <laughs> Amelia Hawkland. That's that's a very scary place to live. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, I'm so I am the, not going to talk about the rides. That's 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 just going to. We, we don't talk
3: about the rides. We don't no, talk n- about nobody the rides. talks about the rides. Don't yes.
4: mention the flume. That slide
5: <laughs> is disturbing. Yes. So yes. um.
3: So this week they sent a ninety-year-old, overweight Canadian into space, just yeah. proving that astronaut training is completely superfluous. Well, yeah. they're not
1: really it, astronauts because they just sat yeah, there. there. Was nothing for them to do. It's all automatic, self-loading cargo. <laughs> yeah. Mm. If it had gone wrong, they were not been able to fix anything. Just sit there and plummet yeah. to the. To their deaths.
5: self loing cargo is usually how airline pilots refer to their passengers.
1: It, it, yeah. it's, it's no, if, it's no <laughs> Apollo 13. They wouldn't have been able to cobble anything together if it went wrong. Just if, the gone, subs- well, seal, yeah.
4: if the hatch had gone, they could use something to seal the, black, the, the hatch. It's amazing
5: what you can do with an incontinence bag. That's <laughs> no way to talk <laughs> about and That and man's 90 now. No. Yeah. Nope, Imagine what Apollo 13 could have managed with all that. Yeah. It's
1: just taking the piss. Now, stop it.
4: <laughs> 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 what?
5: What'd
1: I say? Mm. Well, if I some that of Monks are still some us this. are closer to it than others. <laughs> Did you? <Yeah>. No. <laughs> Comfort, mate. Comfort. I don't need to move. Oh. Tell me about it. <laughs> How do you think it? I make it through an entire show?
6: Ah, <laughs> see.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well,
5: well, with only 54 minutes last week. Yes. Yeah.
1: You yeah, hang on to it for that long. I I one it. of the seal, one of the seals was leaking. Yeah, I should rush last week. That's what uh. cut half the script out. Yes. Yeah, you've uh, well, you got to have a tight seal. Yep. Yeah. Well, Said I Wally think- the Walrus. Mm. <laughs> 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 I think, talking of the elite dangerous, that's we were. Oh. What? You know, oh, like, oh that. Just, back to earth. You, oh no, think, sorry. Do you think we're in a, a very quiet week, uh, fr- frontier-wise, as they get everything ready for Update Eight? Because there wasn't Ooh. much happening with the streams this week, was there? Well, there was, no. a, there was
5: a, quite a squeak of hamster wheels, but uh, yes, there wasn't a lot. I mean, <laughs> you saw the Community Highlights on Tuesday mm-hmm. with Arf and Sally, but Arf sort of mm-hmm. opened with, well, there's no news as such. Oh, great, that's going to be well, funny. There's no news it?
7: as
4: such,
5: but we're going to play on for an hour anyway.
7: <laughs> well, I, I know
5: Arf's you know, yeah, that's, Alf, that's a gamer, so yeah. but he, he could... Sort of hide his zeal to get to the game. Yeah, but game it's like, come on! Can you used... make it last twenty minutes?
4: But that's hot news every week. Well, I don't know. Mm. Some
5: weeks, you know, <laughs> the, the the week they troll ad nauseum through the issues list is, you know,
4: yes, yeah. it's, it's, it's not. Is a anyway, highlight look, for you? <laughs> not really. I'm,
5: I'm kind of I kind of play the game while it's on in the background. So yeah. I I don't look at the list. I just listen to them. But some some nice. Commander Creations this week some some nice mm-hmm. videos and Beetle Jude was there again. She, she was yes. Well, not in person, but her artwork A, was original artwork. Yeah, although she was. Oh, we didn't do the uh, uh, the the lore uh, live stream last Thursday, did we? We we kind of touched I mean, on him, but it was happening as the show went live. So oh,
8: right,
5: yeah, okay. but yes. It was, uh, but it was good, crispy tater tot. Uh, mm. of very own Galnet News Digest. I was going to say news readers. But, yeah, I was going uh, to say whatever you call them. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought they were very good. I was I was particularly yes. impressed by uh, Wotherspoon's knowledge of the
1: lore. Yeah, mm. I mean, it, uh, it, unlike us, he does it, doesn't it, it, doesn't just make shit up, you know. I know he knows <laughs> it properly, <laughs> didn't he? You bastard! That took me fifteen minutes to write that article. <laughs> cool. Do you know the it's the,
5: the, the, the difference between knowing your shit and knowing your shit? Yes. <laughs> I know I'm
8: shit. <laughs> he was oh, fine. He Doing
5: was fish, Yes, he said, i try the fish." Is somebody no. going to do "I am the law joke then? No, no, he was, no. He was very good. I was very impressed. Um, yeah. All the detail. He learned some stuff. I mean, he swapped these things up. So anyway, yes, uh, there was even the last bit of Kamehameha creations. There wasn't even a Lego crate. Oh, a crate yes, Lego. A Lego crate. Yes, great was alright. a bit small, but it was cute. It was good. It was. Yeah, yeah. What well, wasn't? It wasn't one on one scale,
4: you know. But no, no, no. But Lego <laughs> tends not to be, does it? Yeah, or it gets a bit dull. Yeah, um, but they, yeah, they seemed to think it was, you know, the guys who put it on seemed to think it was, it was very nice, mm. and I thought it was good. And after fifteen minutes of all that, half
5: dive straight in and did some uh, some combat somewhere. I think.
4: Yeah. Yeah, he did. Which is what uh, they were doing
1: t- today's stream was. CQC wasn't it? Uh, Today was a CQC
4: night,
1: yeah. A um, yeah. so bit, bit of tumbleweed
5: on the uh, live stream front this week. Although it was what, what little there was was enjoyable.
4: Yeah, but we did get one very important piece of news, and that was that a uh, update eight is still on track for next mm. week. Well, he did. He did sort of preface it saying, "Well, it's next week," but you know. Yeah. Oh, they never so said well, when. That kind next week. of no.
1: stuff happens,
4: but and they told I, you it was going to be next week, and it's still next week.
1: Mm. So, and I can't you know, blame them for the for not doing very much material this week because the and if they do that the, the salt mines will be open and people will start mm-hmm. saying well what about this yeah. what about it? no I yeah, told precisely. you we're not discussing it you know it's yeah. like
5: I always used to tell my clients that the project would be finished by Christmas I never just say
1: which, which year yeah <laughs> yes quite yeah no I mean I'm looking forward to it I think there's so yeah, nothing else you'll be able to stick several fingers up at people. <laughs>
5: I hope mm. they put the. Uh, you know, when you get interdicted, I hope they put the uh, the bars and the. Oh yeah! Point. Oh my lordy! I mean, I've been. Oh, I mean, run a lot of missions in the past couple of weeks, and God, I've been interdicted like, like three times mm-hmm. an hour, and it's like you have to be really good without the. You know, like, especially in Anaconda, you get interdicted by Anaconda. And it goes on forever. How do you even know where you're going? Well,
6: How you can you know see the escape
5: vector. You Just can see a, the escape vector. But that's it, right? all that you can see. Oh, it's okay. Kind of, Kind of makes it exciting, but, yeah. you know, but you've got no I idea do. when it's going to gonna end. Yeah. I'm oh, yanking gonna, around on
6: this stick,
5: I'm <laughs> pulling it this way and I'm pulling it that way, and I've got I no mean, yeah. idea when it's going to be over.
1: <laughs> yeah, Very I think soon. No, no, no <laughs> that was going to... No, Mrs... Je- no, no, that's not... That's, no, we're, not yeah. we're not going down I'm there. We're not going down there. We're winning or
2: oh. losing. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> yes, probably both. both. That's, that's so, like
5: yeah. that Commander Hardy, he's pulling on my stick now. Yes. No, we yeah we heard mm. that yeah. yeah. It's got mm. it's got a stiffer spring now.
7: Yeah, so he's, 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 he's
5: stiffened it up has he. Right. Mm-hmm. He He's a bit bit old and a bit floppy but mm-hmm. you know, yeah. it got you to where you needed to be.
1: Yeah. Got yes. the job done. <laughs> As it does. Yes. Um I've got something here. Um a couple of a uh, couple of the truckers um commander's Ed Hunter and Nemb or NEMB. Nemb 31 yes. years Wedding anniversary this week.
4: Yeah, yeah.
8: congratulations yeah. to them. Mm-hmm.
5: You know you can, be, he, you can be, you can be. You, what's life these years? It's like like fourteen years or something. Yeah, yeah she could yeah. have been out a long time ago. You, you're very
1: brave yeah, saying that so, when your when your other half's out the room, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course, you,
4: you know what <laughs> name. I can tell she is out of the room
1: because it it'd be like that otherwise. You know what
4: name stands for, don't you? Nasty. Mm. Evil. Yes, mm. nasty. I don't evil know what the M. Bitch.
1: M is ben. minded nasty evil minded bitch well that's, that's hyphenated yeah. <laughs> so it should just be N-E-B then yeah, it's I, a hyphenated I thought,
5: oh, I thought it was menopausal not... but
4: uh, <laughs> no no, no. Um, so nasty evil minded bitch I mean he'll, he lives in fear and for good reason is that near uh, Chesson somewhere
5: <laughs> yeah that's right yeah
4: yeah. oh I used to can, can
5: you get to it on the metropolitan line it's I used to work village, at
4: Chesson
1: to... mm. yeah <laughs> When I used to oh, work to Tesco. A... Yeah, Tesco. Tesco yeah Tesco yeah <laughs>
8: Mm. Yeah, all those buildings are <laughs> that falling down hour, now. So. Oh, it's
5: all coming back now.
8: Mm. Damn memory,
1: mm. memory tube line. Mm. Well that's okay. been exciting for the listener then. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Palpitations. I'd say um, it is a quiet week for, for news, it's as a you can probably really guess. Nice. <laughs> and last week too, from from the subjects that we picked. Yeah. Yep.
5: We can always tell because there's a kind of a uh, an appeal goes out on, yes. on, on yeah. Gal Book for
6: anybody <laughs> got any news? Cause we've got. <laughs> Please send me a source. Yeah. Like, like,
5: get your news. It's like, get your news here. It's like, no, no, we're not yeah. selling it, we're buying
4: anything. <laughs> we're You're buying t- news. Yeah. yeah. Top yeah. prices offered. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Want to buy some news, but, you know? But I like, the, I like the story about the dog bone, the dog mm. bone mm. asteroid, Cleopatra yeah. with a cane. Mm. Yeah. So, news is there that. That if you know where to look. Yeah, that was a good one. That was a good one. And lots of pictures of it on the interweb, so... It's, yeah, it's, it it's cool. like,
5: uh, what was it, Teresimov 67, the one that looked like a rubber duck. Oh, I haven't seen that. What? I haven't yeah. seen the rubber duck. Come on, we landed little fillet onto it. Oh, like that three thing. years.
4: That yeah. didn't look like a rubber duck.
5: Did that? It did look like a rubber duck. I don't know what your rubber duck looks like. How, drunk, looks like wait, how drunk were you? Mr Ducky will be offended. Mr. Ducky's Mr. millions of miles, away one, in space. In fact, I can't remember the name of it. There's one out in the uh, in the in the uh, um, not the Oort cloud. The other one, solar system. No, well, no, in the uh, <laughs> somebody will post it in the chat. Kuiper belt. Kuiper belt. That's the one. Thank you. Um, that looks like a snowman.
1: The did so Kuiper belt. That would that would be some sort of the wouldn't it? You know. So obviously, I think, I think we, we have a like, boneo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So these
5: things obviously. Orbit each other and then somehow they become stuck together to form sort of recognisable.
4: Yeah,
5: and they keep sticking together
4: and sticking together. Galactic Lego. A certain size, they've got to become planetoid-like.
5: Well, yeah, but they see what happened to Pluto and they go, "Why do we bother?" Bother, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. but Uh, Pluto doesn't get to be a planet. You make it, and then they knock you down.
4: Pluto's a planet.
5: Pluto's a dog, but yeah, that's true. He's probably looking for that bonio.
4: Mm-hmm. Oh, right, uh, so like it's time for something that come, uh, has four toes in the front feet and five toes in the back feet, and they're not
1: from Norfolk. No. <laughs> do you know what, what? Do you know what? One particular example of something with four toes on the front feet and five toes on the back feet is uh, a dog. Mm. Mm. Well, no, only if you've sewn extra toes no, on. No, I
2: do. Yeah. I
1: think. Well, I found this in in 101 interesting facts about the aardvark.
2: Aardvark!
6: Aardvark! Aardvark. Aardvark's of Norfolk.
1: There there aren't 101 interesting things about Norfolk. League of Norfolk Bakers.
4: right?
5: Inbred for 100 Mm -hmm. years. Mm -hmm.
4: Oh, God. As we wave
5: goodbye to the newsreaders, remembering to use the correct number of fingers, it's time for the rest of the entertainment. Courtesy of us. Definitely not the same people as the news crew. After all... We've got different names and everything. So here's Flossie, who is definitely not the same person as Normus Knockers. So you can stop right in to ask. It's Flossie, I tell you, and she's here with the CG News.
7: When the universe is in trouble, Bug infestations in the bubble, Your home stations burn rubble. What on earth can we do? When your faction leader's a dog And your daily tasks are a slug You're feeling like a used cog What off earth can we do now? Interstellar initiatives Let Flossie tell you what it is Then you can get involved with this You should Listen to what Flossie says. Interstellar Initiative. Flossie tells us what she thinks it is. Then you can get involved with this. Now you should listen listen to what Flossie says. Listen to what Flossie says. What on earth can we do? Do what Flossie tells you to. What if she talks nonsense? Interstellar initiatives up. Let Flossie We're tell you what down. it is Then you can get involved with this You should We're listen to what Flossie in. said Now we learn what Flossie said We can put this matter to is. bed Then you just keep a voice in your head Flossie
2: told you what to do. Hello, Flossie here with this week's Community Goals News. Last week's CGs both ended successfully reaching Tier 5. This means there will be 30 dockable megaships built between Alcor and Colonia by the 28th of October. Also, as both CGs reach Tier 5, there will be a full 30% discount on buying new fleet carriers and on outfitting them. There are no new CGs this week. Possibly they're busy with other things. But there is a Pilots' Federation alert on Galnet, which may be of interest. Rewards are being offered by Orion University to locate the Scrivener's Clan Dredger, which it claims is its legal property. The self-sustaining dredger-class book cruiser was launched two centuries ago by an academic institute that was later absorbed by the university. Since the dredger has become the home for a nomadic tribe called the Scriveners' Clan, which refuses contact with all outsiders. Vice-Chancellor Leland Pettigrew told the media, Orion University is willing to reward pilots who can pinpoint the dredge's current location. We believe it is still within 500 light years of the Perseus Dark Region, kc c C2-2 system. Pilots who are interested in helping should first dock at Ring Mine Station in the 2 Mass J03291977 plus 3124572 that's a mouthful, automatically sign up to the search operation. Our associates at the Starport Deep Space Mining will provide further information, including details of the reward. And that's it for this week's CG News. Flossie told you what to do. Thank you, Flossie. Flossie,
3: now it's time for the intellectual bit. Commander Beetlejude, who's a big noise in the art world, and Commander Wotherspoon, who's a big knob at Galnet, will entertain and educate us as they pour the products of their digestion into your ears. It's the Galnet News Digest.
0: A History With the outstanding success of Phase 1 of the Colonia Bridge Project, and with Colonia getting ever easier to get to from the bubble, it's perhaps a good time to look back on the history of this tiny outpost near the centre of the galaxy. In February 3301, the legendary Jack Station, and its even more legendary barman, also called Jacques, returned to the galaxy. Having set out many years ago to discover new beverages, explore distant stars and bravely go where no starport had been before, the station had jumped into obscurity and it was a delight to hear of its return when it was discovered in HIP 110620 and a week later in HIP 110079. For a while, Jacques' peripatetic station jumped around the bubble but the barman was inspired by the Distant Worlds Expedition of 3302 to attempt the longest ever jump from Gleese 1269 to Beagle Point, a distance well in excess of 60,000 light-years. And in a starport, too. The Fuel Rats organised the effort to load the station with enough fuel, and it might well have worked with a permanent station installed at Beagle Point. Had it not been... For those meddling UA bombers, the recently discovered Unidentified Artifacts, or Fargoid census as they are now known, used to be capable of severely damaging stations, shutting down services and, and, and causing all sorts of mayhem. And of course, where there's mischief to be had, there are folk willing to perpetrate such mischief. A welcoming party of explorers remained at Beagle Point, waiting for the station to make its historic jump. A footnote in the Galnet News report of 20th of May stating that Jacques Station in 1269 was currently closed due to UA bombing should perhaps have served as a warning. When the station jumped the following day, its absence at its supposed destination, Beagle Point, was noticed pretty quickly. As the week went on, it became clear that the station had misjumped, But it was unclear what fate had befallen it. Had it disintegrated? Had it been lost in hyperspace? Or had it crashed out safely somewhere along the route? If the latter, then where was it? Two weeks after the mishap, a garbled message was picked up, suggesting that the station remained intact. It was not possible to trace the source of the message. And then far quicker than could have been hoped on the 29th of June Jacques station was found by Commander Cly in the Eol prow RS-TD3-94 system all services remained shut down due to unknown artifact interference but the station was in one piece Jacques explained that stresses in which space and the simultaneous failure of the drive engines, the navigation systems and the power distributor meant that he'd been given no choice but to make an emergency drop. He also admitted that attempting to jump as far as Beagle Point was probably a mistake and said that with the structural damage his station had incurred, it was extremely unlikely that it would make any more jumps, at least for the foreseeable future. A number of commanders banded together to take meta-alloys from Maya all the way out to the stricken starport to try to bring it back to life. Because of the distance, most of the rescue convoy consisted of asp-explorers with a typical cargo of 16 tonnes or less. As the station slowly came back to life and as its services became usable, a number of commanders decided to remain out in Eor Prow RS-T D3-94 this was the moment Colonia was founded. By the beginning of August, Jacques Station was operational. The Jean de Jacques brought 300 more colonists to the region and a start was made creating Colonia's first surface base, quickly followed by plans for a fuel rats outpost and a second outpost by the so-called Colonia Initiative. By mid-August, Jacques Station had a shipyard and it became possible to be based permanently in Colonia. The region was mapped, and yet another wave of colonists arrived in the region at the end of the August exodus. Then, in September, the Colonia Connection Initiative was the first attempt to create a series of bases along the route between the Bubble and Colonia. Six surface outposts were constructed. The invention of neutron supercharging in September 3302 made travelling to Colonia much quicker using the so-called Neutron Highways. It was in Colonia that non-sentient alien life was first discovered on Colonia 3CA. Thousands of species have since been discovered, but Colonia is where exobiology first got off the ground in October 3302. And it was in December of that year that Commander Alec Nil demonstrated that it was possible to fly all the way from the bubble to Colonia without a fuel scoop, although the fuel reps recommend that other commanders do not attempt to replicate this stunt. The Christmas Carriers Convoy made its first seasonal trip to Colonia in 3302, taking food, equipment and settlers to the new worlds of the region. And then, in December 3302 and for the next six months, Colonia staged a series of competitive events to select the best most competitive factions to establish their own bases in the systems around Colonia. This Colonia expansion initiative eventually led to tens of new factions and new bases established in the region. A number of unofficial bases were also established by pirates and smugglers and remained despite the Colonia Council's attempts to clear them up. In August 3303, the second initiative to build stepping stones to Colonia, the Path to Colonia, created three starports along the route. Colonia had matured to the point where it almost seemed like a mini-bubble, not significantly different from the big bubble, although with much brighter stars in the sky. In February 3304, the galactic community came to the aid of the megaship Dove Enigma, which had been UA-bombed in time to allow the Enigma expedition to arrive there safely. It was this incident that eventually led to the development of advanced meta-alloy technology, making stations, starports and megaships effectively immune from the effects of Thargoid sensors. In June 3304, Investor Zachary Rackham heard of the lack of shipyards in Colonia and of how this prevented the new factions from being based at the surface bases they created as part of the Colonia Expansion Initiative. Rackham funded the provisioning of these now much-needed station services, completing yet another piece of the puzzle that turned Colonia into a home. In June 3304, an initiative concluded to establish a research base Due to organisational mix-ups, the base not built until the end of 3305. The base didn't expand into research outposts until early 3307. The first four engineers, Mel Brandon, Petra Almanova, Marsha Hicks and Etienne Dorn, known as the buddy snatcher of Colonia, moved into Colonia that August. The next wave of engineers are expected there in October 3307. Hocunder built a starport in Eol Prow, PC K C9 91, near Colonia, in April 3307. And finally, for now, in October 3307, the Colonia Bridge project seems set to create enough megaships that the trip from the bubble to Colonia will now seem more like driving along a busy highway than exploring deep space. Colonia has at last become Not a pale imitation of the bubble, but the distant part of the bubble.
1: Thank you, Commanders Beetlejude and Wotherspoon. Never a chore, always, well, something else. Talking of something else, I'm pleased to hand over to Mia Harkness with the sports report.
4: Anyway, welcome to this week's Hutton Sports Report. The Hutton Sports Report is sponsored by the Hutton Helper, the only third-party resource to come with a free double CD. Now, that's what I call Update 7, with all your favourite Update 7 classics on there. This week, we have the following events. The, well, i get a bike in Update 8 special. The, can of have a pony in Update 8, Sad Ice Trophy. The, is Update 9 and Update 8, Challenge Cup? The, is the Panther Clipper in Update 8? It is, isn't it? It It's a Panther Clipper sprint. The Are Earth-like worlds with cities and farms and dinosaurs and shops and sea monsters and pirates and zombies and working toilets in Update 8 Pro-Am Tournament. And the How about those two-seater SRVs? They've got to be an Update 8 challenge. So, dare to dream, keep reaching for the stars and always demand the impossible. The classified results are Zabedian 51. Micro-T, 28. Light, 027. 82. Zen Industries, 78. Chicks, what? 704. What? No, what? no, back back to sleep. Back oh, to sleep. It's okay. okay. <laughs> it's okay. Chicks, 704. Bograt, 122. Alex Zuno, Attic two one hundred and sixty five Genix three hundred and forty four Surface Detail two hundred and eighty one Mega Tastic nine hundred and thirty seven M Gray fifty six Montrose two Adrionians three Path Thistle one Stenhouse Muir three Colonia Colons one Tear Terriers. 2. Beagle Point Beagles 2. I should reach arounds, rounds 2. So, decal there for Zen, Industries and Surface Detail. Please take, please email I took part at huttonorbital.com and, and arrange to collect your hot decal kit which this week consists of an update 8 revamped hutton decal transfer sticker and a pat in the back. So, there have been 3 hutton runs this week. Socrates' ectoplasm is back with a blisteringly fast time of 1 hour, 22 minutes and 34 seconds. That's just 14 seconds off the record and puts them in 5th place overall. Ka Dargo recorded a time of 1 hour, 23 minutes 33 seconds for a very respectable 42nd place. Our third run this week was from current record holder Commander Hardy, who got a time of 1 hour, 23 minutes and 34 seconds. So they would be in forty fourth place if they weren't already in first. So is as your ass making buttons waiting for update eight to a drop? Do you lie awake ironically thinking about all the things you dreamed would be in update eight? Have you gone out to the shed to talk to your life size cardboard cutout of Councillor Deanna Troy about update day because everyone is fed up with you and Deanna is the only one who ever understood you anyway? I think you need a distraction. And I have just a thing. If you go to hot.fothermug.com and download a sign up for the Hutton Helper, you can go out and do lots of elite stuff to distract yourself. And we can discuss them in next week's sports report. Let's face it, anything has to be better than trying to get a wharf cut out to empathise with you. Well, that's it for this week. Back to the studio.
2: Thank you, Mia. And, coincidentally, scar draws is what I call my lucky underwear. Time for a change of pace now as we extend our gratitude to Amelia Hawke for the perils and predicaments that she undergoes on our behalf and for the Galnet Rares Digest.
3: Good evening. This is Amelia Hawke reporting for the Galnet Rares Digest. We try all the galaxy's rarest and most dangerous commodities, so you don't have to Bento. I remember Bento. Were you there in 3305 when we trucked balls? There was even a number one novelty hit by Sir cow. Dusty bento balls. Put them in your asp and truck them. I'm not being rude, I promise. The balls in question are crystalline spheres from snow moon in the bento system. And hunt and truckers took them in convoy to Gawen while being pursued by pirates. No? Vantian forgot his fuel scoop and got stranded? Yeah, that one. The one where you laugh so hard that gin came down your nose. Well, tonight I'm back in Bento to take a closer look at these spheres. Not a direct look, you understand. There are some, um, issues with that. The system itself is small, tiny in fact, Besides the class G star, there are only three planets. The first is a class three gas giant, bland, dull, and uneventful. So much so that the survey team who discovered the system back in 3186 couldn't be bothered to name it properly. And so it became GJ86B. Gas giant, spelt with a J, discovered in 3186. Blue in colour. Obviously they couldn't be bothered to spell it properly either. Sometimes it's quality which counts rather than quantity, and I think the survey team can be forgiven for rushing past GJ86B to get to the Earth-like world of Makanoochii, with its Earth-like moon Kaiaraben. where our spheres come from. Snow moon, well as it turns out, that snow moon, <laughs> To you get it? Well, t- despite the name, it's, it's actually an Orbis starport where the spheres are processed and made safe for shipping. The spheres themselves are a solid ball, some six inches in diameter, clear with facets inside, which catch the light and reflect it endlessly. Small imperfections inside show up white and give the impression of snow moving within. And every once in a while, a spark flashes across your field of view like a shooting star. There are colours in there that we don't have names for, and I'm told that the vid screen I'm looking at doesn't even begin to do them justice. I'm embedded, I said embedded, with a team of harvesters who are headed to the surface. They look pretty well armed, which seems strange for pickers, so I asked Captain Gunnarsson about what's going on. She explains that the spheres aren't naturally occurring, but instead are polished into spheres by one of the planet's indigenous life forms. Well, essentially, it's a, a big predatory sloth, she tells me. They hunt in the polar ice forests and are incredibly vicious, but being sloths, are too slow to really catch anything. That's where the crystalline spheres come in. A sloth will start by finding a raw crystal, which it starts to polish by rubbing it against a hard icy surface. The process of shaping the crystal can take generations. These are sloths, after all. Once the crystals are ready, the sloths take them to a spot in the forest where other spheres have already been placed, and lay theirs with the others, either up on the branches of trees or near bushes. The sloths will then hide and wait for creatures of the forest to wander into the clearing and become transfixed by the spheres. This gives the hunters time to close on their prey and deliver a killing blow. It's the only way that something as slow as these animals can survive. Well, it's either that or go vegan, so, you know. We're on the surface now and everyone is gearing up. We are in the northern polar region, so it's really cold. Not cold enough to freeze the air in your lungs but cold enough to make the tips of your ears sting if you don't wear a woolly hat and the forest is beautiful the trees are purest white tall and graceful looking with snow piled on their branches the canopy above us and the snow around us have a strange effect on sound lending an air of calm and serenity to the place The rising sun shows us flashes of purples, pinks, deep oranges, and warming yellows through the trunks of the forest as a new day begins on Kyaraben. I am handed a funny visor thing with a heads-up display to wear. The image is black and white and really grainy. For those of you who have visited the Sir Clive Sinclair Museum at Sinclair Basin Tier, it's very much like the ZX81 display there. It's also the only place I ever saw a Sinclair T5 transporter, which was created by the great man's 12th times great-grandson Bernard Sinclair. As you can imagine, what I see through the visor is a bit of a letdown, after what I've just seen in the forest, but I'm assured it's essential, so I wear it. And that is because of the very real danger. The thing is, well, the crystalline spheres are pretty. Really pretty. You might say, hypnotically pretty. It's not just animals that are affected by the sight. They are prized by monasteries and retreats across the bubble as a meditative aid, where they have to be stored in sealed boxes with a timer on the side. Without it, you would just stare into the depths, ignoring the protests of your friends and your body. Well, until you wasted away and died. We're at the clearing now, and I can see the spheres glistening and blazing in the sunlight. Well, I'm sure they would be if I wasn't looking at them through this bloody visor. You know what? I'm, I'm going to wait until no one's looking and take a sneak peek. In the interests of journalism, of course right now's my chance i'll just lift this a little bit and wow just wow this place is like nothing i've ever seen in my life and i've just had some po you know i've had some potent mind-altering substances in my time i go to take a step forward but my foot brushes something and i fall in the snow Oh, it's one of those spheres. It's brighter than I thought. The snow. The snow inside. Like looking into eternity. Get her out of here. No! No, I want to look at the pretty- No! Wait, why were there bagpipes? What's going on? Oh my god, Captain Gunnarsson has lost an arm. We're safely back on board the shuttle now. No one is talking and Gunnarsson has given me the stink eye. It seems that while I was distracted, one of the sloths decided that it would make a nice family dinner. The others had to get me away while chasing the creature away using the only thing it's known to be afraid of. Bagpipes. Something about the tonal qualities. I don't know, bagpipes had tonal qualities, well, any qualities, but there you go. Anyway, um, I'm Amelia Hawke, reporting for the Galnet Rares Digest. Captain Gunnerson lost an arm today, so you don't have to.
1: Oh wow! Did you ever hear what happened Balls. to him?
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Uh, went straight into the the medical centre as soon as we yeah. could. That was it. Never saw him. Never saw her again.
4: Oh she'll, well. She'll have she'll have a cyber arm or something. But yeah, I
1: mean, you know, she, build a, she must build a better, yeah. stronger, faster. Well, not with yeah. just an arm, but yeah, maybe they tore a leg I, off as well to help.
3: <laughs> I'm sure she's fine.
1: I don't think she could down for a visit now, mm no, she probably won't she write may- you a letter if she was if yeah. it was her writing arm. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> She'd probably <laughs> use her new arm to punch you in the face. Mm.
4: Build, yeah,
3: I'm hoping banter. we never meet again.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
4: It's, a, it's <laughs> awkward.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, b- bento balls. Who remembers the bento balls? balls. So, two oh, two oh, yeah. and a bit Dusty years ago. Dusty bento two, balls. Dusty bento
2: balls. Too long was that? Wow.
1: It was. It was <laughs> two, and a, two and a bit years ago. It was, yeah. Yeah,
2: or five. Jeez. Yeah. Well. Just seems like yesterday.
1: And it was, it was a good convoy, wasn't it? And I'd like, yeah. like the original Hunt and Mug uh, CG being chased by pirates. Um, yeah. It, it, was a, <laughs> it was a PvP. Pirates are coming in. That was some. Um, that was that was fun. I uh, remember I was in Rampagey's Ramp and Rabbit Squadron. <laughs>
4: yes. Do we
3: still? Hot
1: do we still
4: have phone?
3: that song by Psycho Cow? We, we oh. do, and, and in fact, which one? It just lost. There's <laughs> there's <this, this laughs> one
1: coming up um, straight after this, just as a as a sort of uh. wind down for the show. I have it all queued oh, nice. up, ready. I've got it on. I've got it on the 33, and I've wound up the handle on the side of the gramophone. No. <laughs>
3: nice. Oh, you 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 brought out the gramophone. The gramophone. Put a, put a fresh needle. In. Yes, put fresh needle. Ooh.
1: Must
4: be a new one.
1: Again, all swanky if takes, now. Yeah. Mm. If it takes set threes, it must be a new one. Well, yeah, to, to, as opposed to the old... There 78s, 60 yeah. 78s and 16s. There were 16 and something. 16s. Yeah. 16s. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You remember you know, them, do you? You know mm.
3: that the new needle's not going to make Saco Cow sound any better.
1: Yeah. He's oh. got a wonderful singing Ooh, voice. I've never good. heard him use it, but I know he's got a wonderful <laughs> singing voice. Take that yes. big one thing off the topic. That'll make him mm-hmm. sound better. Go on, let's do that. Let's listen, let's listen to the song before we... Uh, well we wind up. Here we go. For the like off.
2: Things great.
7: A new order from our leader. He would like to dance tonight. He needs some help with Disco Balls It's time to fill your ship, baby The party is starting soon Plotting across to Bento And up there at Snow Moon Say, every truck have you got some balls They're dusty dancing around If you really want help Alvin out then truck those balls in your hole, Ooh, Truck us some dusty bantu balls. Stick them in your aspen, truck them. Truck us some dusty bantu balls. They're shiny white balls that make you move, so truck us some balls. Ten wings of hardened truckers. And some good protection too Don't forget to invite few rats And just a pirate art too. Get them all in a convoy Cause I hate when balls go splat Then set the course for cubicle three And get those balls in the me Truck if you got some balls that dusty dancing around. If you really want to help, have it out of doubt, Then truckles. Balls in your hole, I'll tuck off some dusty bantle balls. I'll stick them in your hole and truck them. Truck us some dusty bantle balls, a liquid milk, jiggling, giggling, giggling, claws. Stop so us some balls. it what's that smell that smells like megajin. ah well that don't bother me no long as i get my balls delivered truckers i gotta get back to bando because i think i got trouble oh man Cecil baby it just ejected my balls. Help me. My balls went split! Help will be Cecil. My balls, they're, they're, they're sparking. Give me some limpets. Check a, a heat sink on me. My balls, my balls, they're exploding. Oh, oh my goodness. Spin it on. Blow on them. Do something. Check out some dusty bamboo balls. Bento balls, blow them out! Oh, it's just the burning! No, my balls are burning! Go, go, some balls! Oh! some big fat liquid, filled lead line, dusty bento
1: balls. Mother truckers. Well, how about that then? Wasn't that fun? And brings back so many um, memories. Yay! Yeah. yeah, I was going to say no, but <laughs> <laughs> it, was, yay. it
3: was. Yay! Yay! Yay!
1: Well done to the fabulous. My voice is not that. breaking yep. at all. No, no. Yeah. I know it's
4: very emotional, isn't it? It really, it really gives you. Yeah, it, yeah. Feels.
1: It, it sticks in your crawl. Yeah, <laughs> gets you right in the somethings. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Well, that, was, that was fun. It's nice to pull those uh, songs out every so often, teeth. I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Putting teeth out. No. Much more fun. Okay. And do we have anything else that we want to bore the listeners with? Um, <laughs> no, 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 unless anybody
4: wants yeah. to talk about seven pendens versus nine pendens.
3: <laughs> What's a pendent?
4: It's a king, the <laughs> blog. <of pluck, laughs> I think. Yeah. We had this conversation a month Oh, ago. you've bloody
3: started. I yeah. oh, don't.
2: I don't. <laughs> <and> don't. <laughs>
4: That's you did that
5: on
1: purpose. I know you did. Bonds with video and audio. Yeah. That's where no one was here. A, right. That's it. I know. Yeah. That's 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 a subject's done. We've done that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I,
3: all
1: right. Is there anybody got a reason for me not to press this button here?
3: Press the button.
1: Press
3: oh. the button. Don't. Hang on. I will. Pr- yeah. this.
8: Hang, hang on. Hang on. He's doing the Amelia. <laughs> <a Aeplio. Man! laughs> Long, and no cargo too small. The profit margins never really mattered at all. We're gonna take the cargo where it's needed today. Super cruising all across the Milky Way. We'll take anything, anytime, anywhere. Loading out the teenagers to the brim with grits. Falling by, falling Yeah, you know just where we're coming from. Falling by, the by. Now everybody sing the and trucker song. Flossy always seems to crash into the sun Swivel likes the pilot on the Xbox One Alvin at the front, you know he leads us well Trucking across the galaxy, now everybody yells Father back, back, Yeah, you know just where we're coming from Father back, Father back Now everybody sing the Hunt and Trucker song Father back Sing the hood and drunk a song
5: show. Everyone's buggered off now, so why don't you bugger off too?
6: Seamless. Mia. Microphone.
3: Seamless.
6: (laughs)
2: Seamless.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Don't be a gentleman, sausage, even if your pictures are out of sequence. (laughs) Seamless (laughs)
7: <laughs>
1: Seamless <laughs> Seamless
3: But it's 35 Sidewinders side, side To one type nine
5: I, I said we should hire professionals
3: <laughs>
7: Yeah but we didn't know you, you wouldn't be <laughs> bloody have it Would you but Anyway <laughs> we're back on now my a life